Hi everyone, good day. How's everyone having a I hope everyone's having a very <clears throat> a lovely day. So welcome to my podcast, Full Woman, Full Spirit Memoirs. So my podcast, I basically just talk about things that um I think about. Could be about life, could be about God, my faith, and then life in general. So in particular today I want to be talking about a topic that I found intriguing. So a while a while back I was on Twitter and especially I was on a Nigerian Twitter and then there were there was this conversation going on among it was called tight the hashtag was Dale Conversations. Now Dale was for deeper life conversations. You know, so I wanted to follow the trend because I mean deeper life is a church and anything about church and conversations like that. I like to be interested, I like to learn from those kinds of conversations because um, I mean it's God's word and I would always want to hear God's word. So it was it was done on Twitter spaces. And so from the hashtag, I could get a bit of what was going on. And it was basically about relationships, you know. And so I saw one of the hashtags that someone tweeted or wrote and I was tweeted about it. And I just, you know, put a comment and I said, look, someone did this thing where he said, oh, courtship, dating. And he was like, maybe it's the policy in their church, which I mean, I'm not here to criticize what the church does, you know. And it was like, oh, no, that it's um." It's courtship, it's not dating, that it's only when you're dating someone that you, you know, that you have all the issues and that, you know, it's when people date that they want to lead, mislead, um, lead ladies on or that they fall into sexual immorality and premarital sex, which we all know that Christians are not supposed to do, especially if they're not married. So hold up. So at this point, I think we'll name this podcast to date or not to date. Okay, so. For me, I had a very different view, and I have a very different view on this. I get where Christians is coming from. It's coming from a place where it's like, oh, we're not trying to be like the world, dating and relationships. If you check the definition of dating from Google or wherever dictionary you get into, it always talks about people who are in a relationship or a sexual relationship. Courtship means that, you know, you want to marry someone or be with someone. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I hear you all, but... I want to look at it from the intention of the parties. I'm always more concerned about what intention is over what you ascribe to something. Because anybody can come up and name anything. I can, I mean, a guy can come up and say, oh, well, I'm courting this lady. I want to marry her. But somewhere at the back of his mind, he's not planning to marry her. And it also happens in Christian circles, a lot in Christian circles. I remember one time I had a conversation with a friend who I went to law school with. And he was also a Christian like me. And he had a conversation with me and that led me to put up a post. He wanted me to put video on to put it up. And, you know, in the conversation, he said something to me. I was like, look, I mean, there's this thing that guys do. And he wasn't talking about people in the world. He was talking about Christians because that's what he knows. You know, and he was like, you know, they lead sisters on. <clears throat> you have a guy, he knows that he just likes only one particular sister. But then he'll be leading other sisters on. He'll be hanging around and hovering around all of them. And, you know, that got me thinking about this as well. And I just, for the first point I wanted to say was, I don't have a problem with the nomenclature of what people call it. For example, we all know that the definition of marriage varies nowadays from depending on who you're asking. But that does not change the fact that as a Christian, you know what marriage should and should not be because you're basing your definition of marriage on what the Bible says. So whatever, even if the definition of marriage changes today, tomorrow, to next tomorrow, you know what the Bible says and you're sticking by that because that's what governs your marriage and your relationship. Right, so I was looking at, I looked at it from that point of view, which is why this podcast is here, that it doesn't really matter to me what's, whether you call it dating, whether you call it uh, courtship. I think for me, it's the intention 
of the parties what's my intention what's a brother's intention when he meets a sister that he likes what's his intention is he serious enough to want to see this to the end or does he just want to play the field and it's really not about whether he says he's dating the sister or whether he's courting the sister if he if he's truly a brother that has honorable intentions if he's someone who's following god as he should he knows that he cannot just approach a sister on the basis of just wanting to try out or to just, you know, I just want to date her because I just look, I just like how she looks. And then tomorrow moves on and says, okay, maybe this is the one I, I think I like better than the other one I, I like. And it's not whether you say you are courting that is going to do that because people court and then they, they, they don't make it to, they don't make it to a marriage or whatever it is that is their intention. And they, and funny enough, people are also having these conversations with on Twitter admitted to that fact. And I said, okay, then what then happens then? What's your next step? You say, okay, in dating, people have um, um, sexual relations, which they should not have. And I'm like, no, that's like the biggest lie we could tell ourselves. I mean, if you love someone and you have feelings and emotions, you know that you, it's not what you call it that's going to stop those feelings and emotions. Um, I'm going to marry somebody. It's not what's going to stop your body from you know, not being attracted to this person. What stops you is your reliance on God. It's you saying, God, this is who I am. This, this is how I feel, and this is what I want to do. I want to honor you and keep your command that says I should wait until marriage. I think that's what keeps you. I don't think it's um, a definition of what it is or what you are doing. That that is is God at the end of the day. You could have so many people who are your accountability partners, and having people who are who you're accountable to is also very good. But you could have all that in place. People, you could be accountable to so many people and still find yourself falling in that. In that way that you're, 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 you're falling into sin or walking into sin, however you want to um, describe it. So it's not really those people that keep you. It is God and it's your relationship with God. It is your reliance on being able to say to God, I am weak. I, 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 this is what I want you to do. And asking for his grace to enable you overcome that. Knowing fully well that you can't do it on your own. So I think that it's a bit funny to say, okay, because people are caught and they can't fall into sin. That's not true. That's like, for me, like the biggest lie that could ever happen because, I mean, it's still the same person. You're still the same person. You're still going to feel, if you love somebody, we all know there's going to be attraction. There's going to be attraction whether it's physical, whether it's sexual. All of these things are going to be part of it because you're a human being because that's how God has made you to be. It is a normal feeling. So, um, whatever you're, whether you say, I'm, oh, I'm cutting for three months, I'm cutting for one month, I'm cutting for six days, I'm cutting for three weeks. It does not change the fact that those desires will be there. And that what helps you in curbing those things, as Paul would say in the Bible, that, and that it is the grace of God and that he will glory in his weakness because he knows that Jesus is made stronger. So it is our reliance on Jesus and what he has done on the cross that enables us to live that life of purity in relationships. It's not necessarily a, a, a reliance on, as it were, a term or a word. I don't really think that that's what really would keep a person so i so 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 back to the point to date or not to date i think again it depends on what you, what are your intentions if you're a guy what's your intentions for a guy i think as a guy i'm not a guy i'm a girl but i think as a guy who is in church who's had messages who understands and has a relationship with god you know that one of the things you're supposed to do is to love your fellow sister just the same way you love yourself and if you know that you know you don't you're not going to be you don't want to be hurt by anyone you will also hurt someone so if you know you're not sure about a particular sister, if you know you don't love a particular sister, if you know that you're not ready to see to the end, if you know that marriage is not at the back of your mind, knowing fully well that that's what may be at the back of our mind, you can stay off emotions and just be friends and enjoy the beauty of friendship. 
without any pressure without any pressure without you know doing things that make the sister to think that okay this person likes me it's not for you knowing fully whether you don't like someone then you're calling the person up every other hour every other day you're sending messages you're sending voice notes you're in the face if you're not interested in them emotionally what are you doing all of that what's the point i think that that's that should not be done and then secondly i mean if you think at any point in time you're close to your sister and you realize that look oh okay i've caught feelings i think you, should, you can be able to you should be able to honestly assess whether this is where you want to go and if that's not where you want to go or that's not where god is leading you to you should give some distance retrace your steps and let the sister know in sincerity that as much as i like to do this but i don't think this is where god wants me to go and i think it's unfair for me to carry on with you in this manner knowing fully well that that's not how i feel about you your emotions also matter to me i think brothers have a responsibility to be the custodian or rather of um, not really custodian they have a duty to act as the bible will say um wholesomely or decently towards their fellow sisters that's how i see it and i think it also goes both ways i don't think it's only for a brother thing as well i think it also goes for a sister you see um, i mean you see a brother and you feel like okay fine you're very close you're doing all the things that maybe i mean you're receiving so many calls i think at some point you need to ask the brother what's up how far you're calling me every day you're in my space what's up with this and then so that both of you can establish at that point in time that look we're not dating we're not planning to be in that we don't have that kind of um, emotions towards each other and then to also put a cap on that as well because you also don't want to run the risk of being in an entanglement emotionally and not being in a relationship now what's that that occurs in a situation where you, you know that you like this person this person likes you both of you are like okay no we're not dating but then you're emotionally attached to each other you like the fact that the person gives you attention and let's be truthful as women we like attention so you like the fact that the guy gives you attention that he's calling you he's filling up emotional needs so to speak and then you're enjoying that you're enjoying that it could also become a leeway to trap that would trap you because you now let your defenses down and before you know it you get entangled in something that really shouldn't be like that or maybe that was not your intention so i think that when at any point in time we always have to just keep assessing our hearts you know putting ourselves under scrutiny to be able to say oh okay 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 and then i think another thing that's also important is you as a guy you cannot expect that because you give a sister green light or i don't know because you're flashing green light or whatever or you're flashing signals or because you're doing things that that, that necessarily means that the sister should understand that that's where you want to go to know you have to specifically state how you feel there's no oh um, she should have just known or she should assume she's not a it's not her job to figure out what you want you're a man if you know what you want you should be able to figure it out and basically it's not about man or woman anyway anybody should be able to figure out what they want if you want something you know what you want you would find a way to communicate what you want, no matter how hard it is, no matter how you feel like, oh, I don't want, I mean, if they tell me, no, they tell you, no, they told you, no, you move on, find somebody else. But you should be able to confidently approach the person to say, this is how I feel about you without waiting for them to be guessing. It's not their job to be guessing how you feel. I mean, that's a really hard thing to do. I always say, if someone can't walk up to you and tell you how they feel, man, I don't know that you should be guessing and be trying to figure it out. That's not your job. What if they never really liked you like that? I have a lot of male friends and I had male friends even when I was in the church. I'm still in church anyway. And 
my experiences have been very interesting. I had, okay, there was a couple of times I had um, this couple of male friends that were very, I was very close to. And they were my friends and it was very platonic. There are people that probably assumed that there was something, but there was nothing, you know. But I enjoyed the beauty of their friendship. And they would always come around. I would, I mean, we'll talk. But we knew that we would not have those kinds of intentions. So it was very, very clear. Nobody felt like, oh, I'm, I'm being hurt by this person doing this. Or this person is being hurt by this person. There was never any of that. Now and then, there was this other person too. Who I was also close to like that. And who came around once in a while. And you know, one time like that, he, had, he got upset and said... I should have known that that's how he felt. And I said, no. And he said, oh, I was doing this, this, this. And I said, oh, no, you're not the only person doing, doing this, this. These other people used to do this, this, this. But they were not interested in me in that, in that light. And I knew, and we both knew. So if you were not specific enough to say how you felt, it was hard for me. I cannot, you don't expect me to assume or begin to um, think that that's what you're doing. What if you're just doing it because that's who you are? And there are people like that. There are people who genuinely, because they know that, oh, they're your friends they will go out of your way i mean my best friend is a guy he'll go out of his way for you as his friend female or not he doesn't have to be benefiting anything from you because you are his friend he will go out of his way for you that's his kind of person so if he's doing that if he was if he, if he does that for me i don't begin to think that oh it's because he he has um emotional feelings for me i know he doesn't have emotional feelings i know that that's his person and so again if the person doesn't say that's how they feel you should not assume that that's what they feel, whether you're male or you're female. You should be able to ask them that, what's up? How far? So if they tell you that that's not how they feel, you then know how to readjust yourself or maybe begin to work on yourself to be able to say, okay, fine. This thing's not, this person is not the person. And then to begin to unentangle yourself if you're already becoming emotionally entangled so that you don't um, get to that point. Another thing I would like to say is that I mean, the, whether it's dating, whether it's courtship, whatever it is that you choose, the bottom line is sincerity, honesty, and um, building something that's built on God, on Christ. And I feel like if we're Christians, if you say you're a Christian, that there's no doubt in my mind that it's not something that's going to be hard for you to do. Like I always say, the Bible is very clear what love is. There's no part of First Corinthians 13 that speaks about love doing unseemly things it says that love is not unseemly it says so many things about love it's not boastful it's not proud you know and all of that it doesn't think of itself it's not selfish so if love is not all these things and you have come to know christ's love it's not going to be a problem for you to radiate christ's love in a relationship with someone if that's a problem then maybe you're not really you've not really put yourself in a place where you have clearly understood what christ's love is and also another thing is it doesn't matter what the nature or length of your relationship is. It could be two days, five, whatever, how long your relationship is. It does not, it's not really the, to me, I don't think that's what matters. Because, I mean, the Bible speaks that God looks at the intentions of our hearts. Yes, the outward appearance could also matter. But God looks at the intention of our hearts because he understands that man can, can be very deceptive. Man can be deceptive. So he looks at the intentions of our heart. He looks at what our heart is thinking at this point in time. So you find out in find out that in the New Testament, when they were talking to Jesus about adultery and all of that, that one of the things Jesus says is that 
His just standard was, if you look at someone lustfully, you've already done it. So for Jesus, Jesus brought a new standard for us that was even harder than the standard that we already know before. His own was like, it's not, uh, the sin does not start from when you start the act. The sin starts from your mind because whatever you take into your mind and you pour out is exactly the kind of person you are. So if you're already thinking of lust with this person, you're as guilty as actually doing the act, even if you haven't committed the act. So these things don't happen because we say, oh, I'm, 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 I'm dating or I'm courting or I want to marry this sister. Those feelings are not going to fly out of your head. They're not going to disappear. They're going to be there because you love someone and because... Yeah, these feelings naturally would flow. The only difference is that in this time, we recognize that I'm not supposed to exercise these feelings because I'm not married to this person because the Bible says I should wait till I'm married and all of that. So you guard yourself against that to be able to say, okay, fine, this is not what I'm going to do. I also think that whether you're dating or you're, or you're courting, whatever it is that you call it, I don't really think the focus it's on the, it's on the length or the nature. It is your intention. What are your intentions? Are they sincere? Are they honest? Are they genuine? If your intentions are sincere, I'm not talking, I'm talking about sincerity, using the Bible as your test. Are they sincere? Are you truly what you say you are? Are you truly about this for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons? That for me is much more important. It's not enough to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm courting this person and and then I want to marry this person. And your reasons for marrying this person are completely at variance with what is written in the scriptures. Yes, you might be doing the right thing and telling yourself that I'm courting. But the reason for you, what you are doing is wrong. The premise for what you're doing is wrong. And whatever name, name you call it does not change the fact that you have not entered it with the honest and the sincerest of intentions. And truly, that's something that God in a way abhors. Because we should... Always at all times allow our thoughts and our intentions to be pure and to be sincere and to be honest in that regard. There were also all kinds of um, um, conversations. I mean, people spoke about how, and I think, okay, I think at this point I'll say this because, I mean, I've spoken to a lot of, um, I have a lot of female friends in church and I've spoken randomly to them and in our conversations it always pops up and people are always like, oh, Christian brothers don't know how to do this and do that. And I think that to a large extent in in, in Christian circles, we tend to focus so much on women and what sisters should be doing and what sisters should not be doing. Sisters should be submitting and whether they should, sisters should be submitting. So we focus so much attention on sisters and all oh, sisters need to be this, sisters need to be that, that we tend to not f focus on brothers. And we then forget that they also need to also be up because what you're having is you're, you're focusing on sisters. You're saying they should develop themselves. They should do this. And you just leave the brothers there. So you have a sister who's Worked on herself to this point, and the brother is just there. He's not doing anything. Nobody feels that they should focus on building them up as well. And 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 then later, when things begin to happen, you start looking at it. So I think that that's a cult. That's something that we need to really look at in church. And it's it's the entirety of everything. For example, it's how maybe conversations is how to remove fear from their minds. How to be able to have conversations with sisters without feeling like oh okay. And feeling so awkward about it and all of that. So I think basically that those are conversations that need to happen. And people need to, I mean, maybe older, the older men in church that are married need to be able to have conversations with them. To be able to say, okay, fine. I mean, there's no one flat out method for doing that. But I mean, try to get to know this person before you go approach this person. Because sometimes you can't just go meet a sister that you don't know nothing about. And then you just say, oh. Um, I'm supposed to marry, it's going to be very awkward and they're going to laugh, like literally laugh and laugh because you don't know them. So how are you marrying someone you don't know? 
you don't even know whether they want to be married in the first place yes because there's some people that don't want to be married and there's nothing wrong with that if that's how they feel that's fine so i mean i think all of these things um matter matter a lot and then in summary really i think i think um we should not be focused and churches should not be focused so much on 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 definitions and terms i think what they should be more focused about is what are your intentions so if you say you are with this person what's your intention so when a brother comes to you to say oh um pastor i'm interested in this person i'm interested in that person you should, your question should be asking them is what are your intentions for this particular sister okay so you're interested in her what's the purpose what are your intentions why do you like this person why do you want to be with this person what kind of a person are you i think when if we ask these kinds of um, very practical questions or if we put that people begin to um shift their 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 their, their mentality or they begin to understand that okay fine this thing is deeper than i thought and really if i'm not really ready for this because i mean just it's kind of cost if i really know i'm not ready for that i'm not ready at this time maybe it's best i just hold off rather than be carrying the sister along only to at some point say okay you know what it's like i'm not ready and it seems like you are ready so let's 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 this is the end of the cliff let me go and you go your own way i think i think i think those questions need to be added to that and i think also in talking about impurity i think the focus also should be on that focus of purity really isn't about the isn't about what we call it and that as much as it's good to have accountability partners there should always be a forum where there's you can talk to your accountability partners can talk you through and can also be sincere and not just um be sincere and open enough to say okay fine and to give practical um um tips to people that could help to um people who are in dating or relationship whatever to give them practical tips that would be very um helpful and useful to them in that in that regard i think that's what helps would help young people to be able to keep themselves because really and truly we're in very trying times and you know it's almost as if or it's impossible but i believe that it's very possible i mean i think that's something that i mean god would help every one of us to do i'm not saying that i'm perfect or that oh no that's i'm all perfect i know i'm not perfect in any of all those regards but i'm learning as well and i'm learning i'm saying to myself that look these are the things that i want to incorporate because i want to honor god in whatever relationship i find myself in i want to be able to honor god whether i've honored god in the past or not that's i mean i want to honor god moving ahead and that's where i want to be as a christian so i think that in summary and in, in summary of it all i think the focus really should be on honoring god i think if that's if that's the if that's the um if, that, if that's the roots if that's the roots of whatever it is i think if that's the root of of of, of a relationship i use relationship could be courtship it could be dating so if that's the root of a relationship i think it will be and if it's founded on christ if that's the purpose if that's where your foundation is i think it will be difficult to be led astray it'll be difficult to um easily fall into certain things that maybe you don't want to fall in because there will always be that reminder and that pointer either from you or either from the person that you're with that you're with to walk away from that and and with the people that accountability people or people around you praying for both of you that it helps you both stay out of that so that's that i mean that's that's basically all for for dating not dating and 
their conversations. I mean, I mean, I've really enjoyed these conversations and I've really enjoyed the way, the manner in which those topics have gone. Like I said, I'm not here to condemn anybody or criticize anybody's church ideologies as it were. I, I'm not really, because I mean, I would just be attacking from the outside. I'm not a member of those churches, so I don't really know what goes on there. I don't know the reason why those things were made. I can only speak on, I mean, hashtags. And that may not be enough to capture the entire thing. But at the end of the day, it's I, I think those conversations are very good. I think that it's good that we're learning now in church that, I mean, it's good to engage young people. It's not just enough to say, oh, they're just young people. We just leave them all. They're singles. We just leave them. I think it's very good and very important to keep engaging them, to keep talking with them, to understand what their own pressures are. Because whether you like it or not, as a young person, you have pressures. You don't need to, you only have pressures when you become married and you have kids. You have pressures all through your life from, whether your child till so, I mean, if you even after marriage, you have pressures. So I think that we're realizing that there needs to be more openness, more willingness to listen to conversations, to listen to um, young people, to listen to people, young people, to listen to I mean points that you may not necessarily agree with as maybe the leadership of the church, but to look at it, to have um, a second look at it, to um, not to not be so sipped in rules and regulations not saying that rules and regulations are bad but to understand where other people are coming from not to be rigid so much with rules but to also not let rules now become the offense where people just following rules and not really understanding what those rules are or they're not leaving not really focusing on the rules but rather focusing on being able to understand that the focus is really on christ and really not on rules and regulations. I'm not saying that rules and regulations are bad. I'm just saying that it should not be like, okay, fine. Mm, um, this is the rule. The rule is, okay, you can only cut. Okay, let me give an example. I mean, if someone, if a rule says maybe well, the only thing you're going to call whatever you're doing is courtship. And so someone is not really not ready to get married, but they just like somebody. And they were like, okay, fine. Uh, well, let me just quickly just say that I'm cutting this person. Since they say... Cannot let me just be in courtship with this person so that at least I'll hold this person down so that I'll not lose this person. Come on. So it just feels funny to, to me and really and, and I don't think anyone should do that. I mean, I don't think anyone should be made to do that. And um it also would this topic would also talk about financial responsibilities and I really I think at that point that becomes the question you want to ask is at what point do people realize that they're ready to go in go into either a relationship into courtship at what point are they ready are they are they, are they do they think that they i think personally that their financial financials is also financial aspect is also important nobody's saying that you have to be a wealthy person or be a billionaire nobody's saying about that but i think the focus is that you should be able to at least look after this person you have added to yourself and this person you've brought into your home because this person has become you so to speak that's what the bible says to become one so this person has become you so take it that i'm looking after me and me again so me and me's needs me and me's wants me as and you know and so those things should be also be part of a determining factor people would disagree and say oh no i married without having anything and here we are today and all of that i agree with all those testimonies i signify with them and i do know that god's able to do so many things exceedingly abundantly and i will never be one to to speak down on what the things that God can do else. But I also think that it would help to reduce the challenges and the burden that people would have if people at least were honest about that. I mean, if you know that someone you're getting married to 
it's not all there financially and both of you agree and you're in agreement to say okay fine we'll wait out this few years maybe we'll not have kids early on so that we can get to that point where we can after um, look after them and pay their school fees and they need that's fine that's an agreement but it's not the case where you don't have those kinds of conversations i just say okay and we'll just and then things get a little bit rough you know when things get rough and when there's no money like that let's be truthful it becomes very very hard it becomes difficult if you are dealing with only yourself you know when you don't have money that it's hard for you then you can imagine adding somebody else to that the pressure increases and it might be a little bit too much or tough so that's all i have to say for today i do hope you listen i do hope you share i do really hope you leave me a comment you disagree with me if you want to like share disagree leave a comment until the next time it's for woman saying to have a very lovely and blessed day bye